Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself. To get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions. So don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Welcome back again. So we have another question this week. It is, why does my partner get so upset? Oh, doesn't that just happen all the time? <laughs> Never in my relationship, no. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's fun about this is that um, different stuff upsets me that doesn't upset him and different stuff upsets him mm-hmm. that doesn't upset me. And then I get all confused and judgy when something that wouldn't upset me upsets him. <laughs> that's that's me being in really good relational health, by the way, there, guys. That's when I judge the crap out of them in my mind. <laughs> well, because if it doesn't upset me, it shouldn't upset anybody else. Right. <laughs> this is like that big problem where we all expect our partners to be yes. us. Yes. Well, this is the hard thing, right? Because what's actually attractive when it comes to uh, our seeking systems turning on, our dopamine turning on, all that oxytocin dump we get, what we're actually interested in is someone very different than us. And so the thing that's going to attract you is the difference. But once you are in it, <laughs> the thing that drives you crazy <laughs> is, the, is difference. the difference. <laughs> oh, I love so that humans. thing that's going to turn yeah, on yeah. all your curiosity and the sexiness and the, ooh, who is that person across there? I'm so curious about them. It's also everything that's going to drive you crazy about them in five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Or, well, it's true though. Wouldn't the world be easier, more lovely and fluid and calm if everyone thought exactly like I think? <laughs> we think that. I, I do think that. I think that sometimes for sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's actually a world I'd want. I like the different trees and I like the different flowers and I like you know, that people like think when I when world. I'm grounded in myself. Mm -hmm. And when I have my sense of self and I feel stable, I like the challenge 
of people thinking differently than me because it helps me grow and expand and learn. When I'm not feeling so secure and stable, it can be really scary to receive that kind of pushback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scary and lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Am I the only one who thinks this way? But I like how you said that, Rebecca, about the um, when I'm not in my stable self, when I'm not in my healthy mindset, that's when it becomes harder to tolerate those differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that you said lonely. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. I think that's one of the things that really bugs us about the difference is it makes it, it kind of puts it in my face yeah. that there's some loneliness here. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the truth is we're not merged. We're not exactly the same. You're, yeah. And I think too, something to be thoughtful of right now in the world is just what happens with our window of tolerance. And can can we like bring that back to the like right now in the world? Like right 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 now. Right, right now. Like we're right this right right moment. right now. We're <laughs> we're like in a pandemic, mm-hmm. a global yep. pandemic, and yep. we are seeing a lot less of people that we don't live with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so there's a lot of loneliness. A lot, a lot of loneliness. And there's enormous economic stress. Tons. Mm-hmm. And the people that we do live with. are also in a global pandemic (laughs) and are also lonely in other ways and like holy cow yeah yeah Yeah. exactly so when we say window of tolerance i just want to break it down for people Mm. um what i mean is how much of what's the width of variety right let me say that again what is the width of the variety of stuff you can take in that you can receive as non-threatening. And that's going to change moment to moment for me, by the way. So if I'm hungry, more stuff is going to look threatening to me Mm -hmm. than when I'm not hungry. Because something that's going to take a lot of calories from me, like my kid wanting a piggyback ride, is going to feel annoying to me when I'm hungry but it's not going to feel annoying to me if I just finished dinner and she wants me to give her a piggyback ride going up the stairs. Why? Because my body is going, nope, too calorically expensive. That's threatening to me. And push that away. And similarly, I can push away when I don't have those reserves, when I don't have that energy. Mm -hmm. I can push away things that feel good too. Like things oh, yeah. that I would typically mm-hmm. like, like hearing that, hearing my partner say, I love you. Mm-hmm. When I don't have it could the reserves, feel threatening it can, if your reserves are yes. low. Yeah. Yes. It could even be towards good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So when we say window of tolerance, one, we're not talking about a fixed state. Two, we're talking about something that's very affected by biology and environment. So when you're in high stress, like a global pandemic, <laughs> I like to use the term halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a great one. Yep. When you're in yep. any of those places, when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, it's a good is my window of tolerance smaller right now moment. Yeah. And and the thing is, is if we're really honest with ourselves, the answer if if you're in any of those states, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, the answer is actually always going to be yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your window of tolerance is lower. Yeah. It may be lower by just a small degree, 
depending on how well you're doing and how much you're valuing your self-worth and how good your boundaries are, blah, 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 blah. But it's still always going to be lower Mm -hmm. when you're in that state. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to be low. Yeah. And if if you're living in 2021, you know, it's lower too. It's lower. Can you use your example of, um, yeah. So I like to, to, bring this into a visual example that I think yeah. many of us can kind of sit with. And I, I think about asthma here. I think about when our bron- when we're having an asthma attack, our bronchi are um, literally the passageway for air is getting smaller. They're constricted. And if we take our inhalers, if we take a steroid, if we have some caffeine, that actually helps the passageway to expand, to open back up. Mm-hmm. And then the air can come through. And I think the window of tolerance is a lot like that. It's this difference between the expansion and the contraction mm-hmm. and the expansion and the contraction. And so what we're looking to do is notice when we're contracted. Mm-hmm. And notice when our partners doing. might. Yeah. Well, you notice, I love that imagery too. And we can notice when our partners are contracted. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and that I think helps us not take it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that piece about not taking it personally. personally. I think I think that that's a big part, right? Um, in order to not take things personally, we talk about this also in our boot camp. There's a lot of pieces here that we talk about in our boot camp. Um, when we're talking about this, we're doing some personal boundary work. Mm-hmm. That my partner's allowed to be upset and it doesn't have to be about me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to own that. I don't have to absorb that piece. I don't have to fix that piece. Supportive, yes. Curiosity, yes. It doesn't have to be about me. Yeah, if it's not about me, I keep it out. If Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel true to me, I keep it out. Yeah. Yeah, so there's the two questions that we can kind of sit with when we're just evaluating that personal boundary. Is it true? And is it about me? If the answer to either of those questions is no. It can just kind of sit on the outside. We can be curious about it mm-hmm. and not take it in personally. And when we don't take it personally, we don't get defensive. Right. We don't need to, pro- we are protected by that knowing that mm-hmm. it's not mine. So then I don't have to protect myself further. And that actually allows us to lean in and be closer to our person. And when we're leaning in, now we're going back to a previous episode again, but when we're leaning in and we can be curious, we can ask questions like what might be scaring or hurting you right now? And then that can help us to understand the upset. And be more supportive. Present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's leave it there. Highlight tool. Is it about me? Is it true? If the answer to either of those is no. Leave it on the outside so you can lean in with curiosity and love. Mm. Take care. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our boot camp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode.
We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.